Okay. <laughs> Darius from the band Hot Me. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, again, I'm fangooling a bit. I am a fan. You guys are fucking amazing. How was the show at Nosferatu the other weekend? Uh, that was just a few days ago. How was it? Yeah, uh, it was amazing. First of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm excited to be here and thanks for reaching out. Um, yeah, Nosferatu was great. Nosferatu Fest was super cool. Um, it was our first time playing and it was just like an awesome experience. It was a big crowd uh, and everyone really liked it and seemed to be vibing. So yeah, we had a great time. Now you say this was your first show as Haunt Me, but you yourself, Darius, you've been playing in bands since um, 12 years old, right? From what I've read, you're, you're very, you share a lot. And I really appreciate that as a fan. I think it's important that you stay humble and connected with your fans so they know what you're about. And that's what drew me in was, of course, the music initially, but the things that you had to say. So being up on stage with Haunt Me, was it different from the other experiences or yeah. how was it? Um, yeah, so we've, yeah, I've been in band since I was 12, like you were saying. Um, it's definitely different with Haunt Me. Um, I've never, like all the other bands I've been in before, uh, they, you know, they experienced some level of success, which is, which is great, you know, um, but not like, nowhere near this level that haunt me's like kind of started to reach and we're, we're still a very young band we actually just hit mm -hmm. our uh one year mark a couple of weeks ago um so we only hit a, a year and in, in a year in a short amount of time like i feel like we've kind of gained a lot of momentum and accomplished so much so much more than i ever really thought that it, the project would um mm. I, I just kind of started it for fun you know because i love making music and it, it was a covid project you know and i i think it was like being a creator like mental health wise I'm, I'm happiest when I'm creating, I'm happiest when I'm making music and it's, it's, it was healthy. It was like a creative, healthy outlet for me during that like quarantine period starting this band. So um, it's been different in a lot of ways, mostly reception wise, just because a lot of people seem to have been giving us a lot of support, which has just blown me away. And it, it truly is humbling. Uh, and, and I'm just really grateful. We're all grateful. That's so badass. And and this is what I love doing. I, I am with you and this is why you resonate with me. I actually had a little message here that, I personally don't believe, because again, I'm a creator, I'm a dreamer Pisces. Um, I was just explaining to my husband the other day, we were stoned out of our minds. <laughs> and instead of just watching TV, I was like divulging to him, like my passion and love for music. I can't sing, I don't play any instruments. So I rely on people like you, but it's the connection that I've made with bands like Haunt Me during the pandemic, the ones that took the pain and the depression and the the hardship and made something beautiful at it. So I, out of it, I don't believe that I happen upon bands like haunt me, you know, by accident. Mm -hmm. I actually think it's fate. Um, you know, haunt me is extra special Darius because you convey the message and the things I've said as well as written, you know, when I make a big deal out of artists and even my own depression, I like writing poetry out of it, you know, once I can function. Um, <laughs> so Tell us a little bit more, elaborate on the birth of Haunt Me. You said that it happened during 2001. You didn't, so it's it's like you had the whole year of 2020. What mm -hmm. did you do at that point? Like, And what were you doing yeah. before? Yeah, no, no, that's a great question. So yeah, we started in 2021. In 2020, I was still, um, that was kind of like the start of like quarantine, right? That was the start mm -hmm. of like shutting down. I was kind of like, I had been playing music like all my life. So at that point, I was like, you know what, maybe this is like a much needed break from music. You know what I mean? Like maybe this is much needed and I should just take this time to like focus on other things, kind of relax and stop. It was a break from playing shows. Like I'd spent like 15 years or 10 years, however long it's been, uh, of just playing shows back to back and like recording and releasing music. And it was just like 
uh, it, it can be exhausting. You know, I, obviously I love it, but it can be exhausting to do that, especially when like, you know, you don't, you're not um, necessarily growing as much as you want to grow as a band or as a musical artist, um, like fan base wise, it can be exhausting and it can be um, kind of like, it can take a toll on you mentally and physically. So mm-hmm. when quarantine initially happened, I was like, you know what, this would be a good time to just like recharge the batteries, take a break from playing music and, and just kind of like, let it come back, let the love come back naturally. Right. Um, and, uh, so that's pretty much what I did. Like during 2020, I just took it easy. I just, you know, I was still working that whole time. So that, that kept me busy and I was going to school. I was on my last semester of college at the time when COVID started. Uh, so I was just going to school. So I was busy with other things. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I just let the love, um, just naturally come back to me for music. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I did that year. That's actually a beautiful answer. It's just, it just gets better and better with you. Uh, <laughs> and it, it's different because everyone that I talked to before was more upset, you know, about quarantine happening and shows being canceled. Um, I'm with you. It was like, oh, I get a little bit of a break from the running around and being, oh, we were so exhausted from 2019. So mm. I get it. So where is it? Where... I'm sorry. I lost my... Oh, here. This is why I love my um, <laughs> love recording instead of doing live. <laughs> post production. So, so I actually have a podcast, and uh, I love post production because it's like you can edit anything. You know what I mean? Right. And I miss doing it because, but he likes doing uh, live. So if he's gonna get, he's gonna be like, "Fuck, here we go." I will do most of the editing, honey. <laughs> he hated the editing from the pre stuff, but during the lives, I'm just—I don't know. It's because I drink during them, so I'm a little more like, ah. Um, but it's funny. I prefer to do pre-recording stuff. But that is a really, really good uh, response because it is different from what I've heard before. And the fact that you let the love come back to you, you weren't pressured by, you know, the successes of other uh, startup bands that just got started during the pandemic, um, which is really interesting. I've met some bands that were recording it out of their closets and on their phones. It's just fascinating what happened and how people were able to pull the creativity out. But I also do believe that things have to, you have to love it if you want it to be a good, um, a good project. So clearly you didn't expect the success that Haunt Me had. I mean, you took off and how easy and hard was it to connect with, um, like the other startup and up and coming bands like Vision Video, Twin, well, Twin Tribes was growing before um, the pandemic. Um, But what have you learned about the indie music industry? You've been in it for a while, but especially for Haunt Me, who was who was the most there for you and who was the easiest to connect with on, you know, promoting and who gave you like the first response? Like oh, what band? Yeah, yeah, no, great question. Um, so yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned Twin Tribes because they're from Texas too. So I, mm-hmm. like in a way they're kind of like our neighbor, even mm-hmm. though I've never actually, we've never met them. We haven't met them yet, you know? Um, oh. So I've never met them, but I have spoken to them like via like uh, social media messaging and such. Uh, and they're super nice guys, super, super mm-hmm. great guys. I look forward to meeting with them and hopefully, you know, playing a show with them sometime in the future. Uh, but I would say, yeah, because I think Twin Tribe started in 2017 because they definitely started mm-hmm. way before uh, I had even thought about starting a like a post-punk dark wave project. Um, at the at the time when they started, I was in an indie band at the time, which was it was kind of like a surf, like a surf indie, kind of like happy go lucky kind of a band. Uh, it was cool. I mean, I like that kind of music too. I love all music. But um, yeah, so that's, I specifically remember Twin Tribes like starting to take off like when I was in like a different band with a different, like pretty much a different scene, I guess, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like, 
the first band that kind of like reached out to, I mean, it's kind of hard to say. Well, I, I don't, like I reached out to Twin Tribes like for advice kind of, uh, because when, wow. we, when we first started, um, we started getting a lot of like, literally like as soon as we released the first couple of singles and released our EP. So like when we first started in February of 2021, I released uh, our EP and then I released like three or four like brand new singles. Just cause I was like, I had been sitting on this music that I had writing during quarantine. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to release it and, you know, see what happens. Like I said, I had no expectations at all. <laughs> um, and I released it. And then we just started getting a bunch of, like, requests. Like, hey, like, are you going to get this on vinyl? Like, can you release this on vinyl and, like, cassette? And, like, all these requests. And um, it was overwhelming, to be honest. Like, I was like, well, I don't know the first thing about, like, where to go for vinyl. You know, I just know it's expensive. And so mm-hmm. I kind of, a few months, like, in, I messaged uh, Luis from Twin Tribes. And I kind of asked for his advice. Like, hey, like. What do you like how do you go about handling like all this you know as an independent band because we we're not on a label or anything like that mm-hmm. um and he just gave me really good advice you know he gave me some um uh, some connects some some other um what he did what they did when they first started and just different pieces of advice that i like really used to kind of help me make the right decision for like what was best for haunt me at the time and this is why I love indie music so much is because you have to do it all by yourself. In fact, a lot of you um, post-punk fans of the pandemic era, the 2020 <laughs> pandemic era, have inspired me. I'm like, shit, I might start a record label just so I can sign you and keep it your music. Like, I talk about this all the time, but I'm going to mention it again because it's the best example that I have. Three Teeth was just getting, I mean, they were already pretty famous. They were... Um, they were already signed with someone, but they opened for Rammstein, but they were pretty mm. open. But then the pe- right before the pandemic hit, they signed for Sony and I have yet to get a three teeth fucking album, wow. even though they spent all of the pandemic, the first part of it in 2020 in Joshua Tree recording. So I'm like, so what's happening? Yeah. Barely hear anything from three teeth. So this is why I have such an appreciation for independent music. Every front person I've talked to does everything. So are you still working your nine to five? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I still do it all. Uh, I work my nine to five job and, you know, obviously it's, it's not something I want to do for the rest of my life, but I realize like it's something that I have to do mm-hmm. for now until, until I'm able to do what I really want to do, which is music full time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it gives me the financial resources to um, be able to do it my DIY. You know, I grew up in the punk scene, like punk metal scene growing up as a kid. So mm-hmm. it's all very much DIY, which I love that about the punk philosophy, do it yourself. Um, and that's why, like, I always try to, like, either start my own record label or just be self-released, self-independent. Uh, I don't want to have to rely on, a, a, you know, a major record label to produce my album or release it or help us go on tour. Like, you're pretty much at the at the hands of, of a re- major record label. Like, if only if they like you can you sign with them. You know what I mean? But it's like, you know, I believe in my own music. I believe in our music as a band. And I, I'm going to put money, put my money where my mouth is. You know what I mean? Put my money in the project and, and self-release exactly. Yeah. And that's the that's the beauty of the hard work, and you could see it, th- you could feel it through the music. Um, recently, recently, because I can speak today, recently you shared a note on Instagram that honestly, I'm just not gonna lie, I was brought to tears. Um, yeah. you, I don't know, you you're you came to me, your music came to me, like during an emotional time. I was really emotional the last few weeks, was I not? Especially last week. That's why I was like so happy you said yes. <laughs> Yeah, sure, I'll come on your show. Uh, but it did. I was reading the note that you had shared. Um, 
you mentioned that you have been offered a record deal. Dying in your arms, reaching number uh, eight on the German alternative charts and opening for Trader and fucking Christian Death. Yeah, yeah. Um, and holy shit, I love, oh my God. I, I'm dating myself with how much I love them. And then you hit over 17,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. Like, congratulations, first of all. And based on that note, obviously you deserve it and you don't take it for granted. So you kind of did already mention what the success feels like, but I have to ask because I am all up in the tea, <laughs> every song from dying in your arms to make you bleed or watch you bleed, which is like on repeat on all of my playlists. <laughs> like, I think I've added it three or four times. It's a perfect, like, kind of like, fuck you. <laughs> it's a real empowerment song like it especially for us um vengeful women who are like you know what fuck that dude or exactly fuck that chick or fuck that per it's a great song but then the other ones i was just having my son listen to you on i was just picking him up from school and i was like hey i'm gonna go talk to the frontman of this band real quick and i'm just what happened you said you were sitting on these songs <laughs> who the fuck broke your heart and i want to know what this person is probably thinking of you now <laughs> Um, honestly, like too, too many people to count. Right. I mean, like, um, it's, it's one of those things, like, ironically, like I wrote that song, watch you bleed. Um, cause it is, it is kind of like a, a post breakup song, you know, like mm -hmm. it's, it's, you're writing it from a, your initial reaction during a breakup is either, you know, sadness or anger, or sometimes it comes vice versa, you know, reverse order. But yeah, mm -hmm. but I wrote that song actually when I wasn't going through a breakup, like I was like emotionally fine, but I just like kind of um i kind of like harkened back to how i felt at the time of a breakup because you know that, that pain sticks with you you have those emotional scars and and you, i can there's certain like songs i'll put on that remind me of like when i first broke up with my first ever girlfriend or you know this person or that person um and so i just harkened back to how i felt at the moment when we first broke up uh with a certain individual and i just that's how i wrote watch you, i watch uh, you know watch you bleed um at the time i wasn't going through a breakup but i you know i wrote oh, okay. this song yeah, just like from that, but but the album "The Sadness Never Ends" is actually like it's really like it's a it's a sad album, honestly, because there was a lot of different things going on. Um, one was the ending of a of a long relationship. You know, it was someone that I was definitely deeply in love with for and we were dating for years. Uh, that was the it was the end of that. That was part of the reason I wrote the album. And then one was uh, one big one, perhaps the biggest one was my father passing, and I was I was very close with my father and. Um, he was like my best friend. And, and so him passing was another huge element of, of that album. And, um, and then the other part of it is the loss of relationships, like not romantic relationships, a lot mm -hmm. of friends and people I considered family um, that, you know, they just, they, you thought, you think people have your back until like the going gets tough and until things really get difficult and you kind of figure out who your real friends are, you know? Uh, and so a lot of, I lost a lot of friendships um, when, during the whole writing period of, of this album for, for several different reasons. And, so yeah, this album is just a sad album for a lot of different reasons. But you know what? Sad as it is, it's actually perfect. Like I said, it conveys so many emotions that, you know, I think a lot of people were feeling. I know it certainly resonated with me. So on that note, I had a, I had a feeling that, especially the, sad, the sadness never ends. I Again, I hope you don't mind me asking. I've always contemplated this question. Clearly you're a poet, an artist, so I don't think it's... <laughs> I've always wondered grief. I have not, ex we experience grief when we lose, like you said, relationships, like my re most recent breakup or heartaches, I don't have any breakups, but my heartaches came from like adult children. Um, 
friends who you think people were there for you, especially during a time where I, I even let people into my home and had to cut off friendships. And it fucking hurts because you're like, I, I know I have the best intentions out there. I'm known as this like community bringer, mother of the goths of Hollywood or whatever, but yeah. So I, so the album really resonates, but the question is, is do when it comes to grief, I haven't lost anyone so close to me. Like I know I will be probably devastated to the point where I couldn't live if I lost, when I lose, if I lose my husband. Okay. Or a child. I don't know how I'd go on, but then I also wonder like how, how awful I felt when I lost someone like one of those important friendships what when on the aspect of grief and maybe we can write a poetry or do some poetry on this later but um when it comes to grief i've i've often struggled with do you think that it's worse struggling with grief when you lose someone physically and they're gone forever because of death mm-hmm. or when they're still alive but choose not to be a part of your life it's a separate whole new chapter which do you think is worse Ooh, that is a deep question. Wow. Deep as fuck. That is very deep. That's a hard question. Uh, I think you deserve a raise for that. You, know, for, um, <laughs> you don't have to answer. Let's ponder that one for a okay. little bit, but just right. keep it in the back of your mind. We could revisit it when I come see you play in July okay. in uh, LA and hopefully, well, LA and Portland. Hopefully, yeah. I was like, I'm going to both of those. But it, ponder that question because I'm okay. like, you'd be the perfect one to ask. <laughs> Now, again, being, it is a sad album. Um, this is just going right in. Did you have something? You popped in. Your big old face popped in. Are you good? <laughs> um, what time is it? Make sure you get the kid. Okay, you're fine. Okay, so it is a sad album. So a lot of people go, especially in the 80s, who did they go to when they were sad? The Cure. Mm, <laughs> I wrote yeah. that down. Um, let's see. Did I answer my own question again? It's true. I answered my own question, and you answered it too. Okay, so let me know if I'm wrong, but it seems like a lot of the up-and-coming post-punk bands know and support each other, especially at this point. I've noticed, because um, I'm fans and I've interviewed, uh, I'm a fan of and interviewed like Dusty from Vision Video. I've seen Twin Tribes. I was too afraid to talk to them. <laughs> oh, really? I had to get back into it. And I was like, shit, it was my first show since 2019. Um, so it was yeah. like, oh, you know, I still didn't know what to do. Um but I often wonder, you guys all seem like you have kind of like this, the post-punk community between the DJs, the bands, and I know someone else, the fans, obviously. It's like this little family. Would you agree? Like you guys have this supportive little community and family. Yeah, definitely. Um, it is a very, very supportive and uh, yeah, just a, a really supportive community. I would say like I've been in a lot of, involved in a lot of other music before. Like I said, like I grew up a punk and metal kid and uh, I've been in all kinds of bands, like, you know, anything from, like, punk and deathcore, hardcore, to, like, indie rock and, like, music like that. Um, I even played it in my church back when I was religious as a kid, you know. Just, like, different things like that. Like, every every genre kind of has its own scene, if you will, and, like, every scene kind of has its own feel. But, mm-hmm. but the post-punk scene um, has been super supportive, and, like, I haven't met a single person in this scene, um, knock on wood, but, like, that, that's been like like mean or like a jerk or anything like that or unsupportive um especially like band wise mm-hmm. luckily um I, ho- I hope that continues i mean i know it's probably impossible i'm sure you know not everyone's a good person but um yeah i mean like i've looked i've been fortunate to have met like really awesome people and every band that we've talked to or come in contact with has always been very nice and, and 
no egos that so far that I've met or anything like that, which is great. So. I love that, you know, and Jason actor from actors uh, told me that, you know, he worried about that too. Like, <laughs> it's so funny because I just see Jason as this badass that would be the one that would, you know, everyone would be intimidated by, but he's, you know, just like the rest of us. I think it's the, um, the goth and all of us where we're so tormented from everyone else. We're nice to each other for the most part. So I am curious to keep following along to see if you ever experience anything like that. Again, you grew exponentially in a matter of time by just releasing some songs. And I love that magic. Um, okay. So then we have like the ghost um, <laughs> the fact that the band is named Haunt Me, um, I have to ask being a horror and Halloween enthusiast, the shirt, and I will put that up on the screen, post-production, <laughs> with the Michael Myers and Jamie Lee Curtis kissing, yeah. uh, Laurie Strode, I need the inspiration behind it. <laughs> yeah, um, so it's funny that you say you're a horror fan, because I am, I'm a big horror fan, um, I love horror movies, and Really, I'm just a fan of, of macabre stuff. Like I, I told you before, I have a podcast that I do just for fun, and it's, it's kind of like a true crime, paranormal horror, horror podcast. I just do it with my friend for fun, you know. Um, I don't even if we have zero listeners. Like I know we have more, but but it's like even if there was just zero, it would just be a fun thing to do, you know. Just because we love, I love like watching true crime documentaries. I love watching horror movies, and 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 slashers happens to be my favorite like subcategory of horror. Like you know, there's possession films and stuff like that and um but i love slashers like cheesy slashers like that's i love that bread and butter right there so um when it came time to finally like put together um a like merch design our first merch design i was like i was like okay i wanna i wanna like i found this image and i love the image because halloween is one of my favorite halloween movies ever horror movies ever and uh the original of course and I found that image and I was like, man, this image is so freaking awesome. Like, I'd love to use this on a piece of merch, but like, what merch would I do? And then I was like, well, we have a song, Dying in Your Arms, and it's like a romantic song, but it's also kind of like a, a little bit of a, like a sad song, dark song in a way. And I was like, I feel like it would be perfect because like they're embracing each other. They're in each other's arms in that photo. And it's like, that's awesome. Why not? I, I thought it was perfect actually for it. So, yeah, I just uh, I just chose that. And then I had my friend kind of help me design it. And that was like our very first shirt design. Oh, that, it's going to be on my chest. Um, <laughs> I'm a huge Michael Myers. I mean, obviously, like, you oh, know, awesome. He's my, that's my boyfriend, you know. <laughs> um, and it, I agree, uh, 78 is the best one. Actually, what is the name of your podcast? We're going to need to put the link on that. I totally want to yeah. tune in. Yeah, it's called, and, <laughs> it's called The Devil's Hour, a uh, podcast for the strange and unusual. Devil's Hour. We'll put that link up too. Devil's Hour. I have my, well, I don't know. It's, it's kind of what I do. Like I said, I do these live chats. I'm doing one tonight. If you're interested in joining us, we're going to do a little bit of horror trivia um, for another band that just launched their GoFundMe and it'll be a live chat. So I'll probably be a lot more goofy, <laughs> awesome. but if you want to join us, but I'm definitely going to listen in. And I love the fact because I do believe that um, this type of music, goes hand in hand with Halloween and horror, you know? So it's it's actually perfect because sometimes people don't understand that, you know, we're talking about haunting or talking about ghosting. You wouldn't believe how many people are like, is that one of your Halloween songs? And I'm like, you guys don't know what ghosting means? Like, yeah. seriously. That's amazing. I do agree though. Yeah, it's like perfect like Halloween music. Like if you make a Halloween playlist, 
there should be a lot of like post-punk dark wave music on there right right and it's it's perfect so okay we're gonna have to talk a little bit i'm sorry we're gonna get back to the band but we're gonna have to talk about horror a little bit awesome. <laughs> top three horror movies give them to me Ooh, that's super tough that's really tough it's so um, hard it's very hard uh so i'm like i'm predispositioned to slashers because they're my favorite like subgenre but so uh halloween 1978 the original scream um i love scream and third one so like it, it depends do you consider vampire films horror movies i do you i do? absolutely do they're found they're kind of like the foundation okay <laughs> i uh, absolutely do okay okay because this one kind of like borderline like it's like is it really horror i mean it's vampire obviously um i'm gonna go with oh it might be a tie i'm gonna go with either blade or van helsing with the, the hugh jack a lot, of people, <laughs> a lot of people don't like that that Van Helsing movie, but I love it. Like I love the best best like live action werewolves we've ever had on screen, in my opinion. Like those werewolves look so good. They're pretty good. I I kind of partial. I love the film. I remember I saw that in the theater uh, mm. when it came out. It's actually one of the movies we turn on right as fall hits. It's such a good film, such a damn good movie. But the werewolf transition was dope because I loved how he was able to peel the skin off of him. Yeah. And who doesn't fucking love Hugh Jackman? I mean, exactly, fuck. Exactly. And Kate Beckinsale. The sex appeal between the two of them was everything. Beautiful. I'm partial, right? I love werewolves. I love vampires, but I think I think not that anyone's asking my opinion. The uh, werewolves in um, American Werewolf in London, that transformation scene oh. is the best because it's practical. But then yeah. you got Underworld as a close second, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. The werewolves in Underworld are pretty good, which yeah. I also think are horror films. So people really yeah. say, "I'm going to have to write that down for a, a horror topic." Who says Van Helsing is not a horror film? It has. Oh. Yeah. Everybody in it, Frankenstein, Dracula. <laughs> exactly. <What the> fuck. <laughs> That's what I'm saying too. Like I was a bit like, so I've seen the underworld. I think I've seen maybe the first two or three, mm -hmm. um, but I've never seen American, American werewolf in London. Although I've heard about it. I've heard a lot about it. Oh, it's so good. I wonder though, if you see it now, how are you going to feel about it? Mm. Yeah. I wonder. You won't have the nostalgia factor for me. Probably. Yeah, that's where I'm like, you'll probably think it's crap. <laughs> yeah. But it's I mean, all practical effects a lot. Like, I love the old school, like, Dawn of the Dead movies or, the, you know, the old school zombie movies. Mm. Um, yeah, I Same. love them. Yeah. Same. Hold on. One sec. Do you have to walk past? Is that what you were waiting for? You're making me nervous. I'm sweating. <laughs> You're sweating because of your own reasons. No, well, I actually feel a lot better. <laughs> Okay. Thank you. I'll see you in a few. We're parents. <laughs> so, no, to go pick up kids. Um, so and, and that makes me wonder too, all of these cool synchronicities. What is your, uh, what, when's your birthday? Well, don't tell me your birthday. What sign are you? I'm a Leo. You're a Leo. Okay. I was going to go for a water sign. So you're a fiery Leo. All right. Yeah. Is your birthday in July or August? August. Yeah. Okay. The early August? Uh, August 16th, so middle, kind of middle. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm going to, see, I have Leos in my family who are a lot cooler than they are. Really? Yeah. Like, how, do they, how do Leos, because I really don't know much about Zodiac, to be honest with you. How, um, like, how are Leos usually? They're usually assholey. <laughs> Some of them are nice, but they're just like fiery. You know, they're just fiery type of people. They're not typically emotional. So here's me going, okay, the witch in me, what's your moon sign? 
because clearly the from the lyrics that you write you're clearly an emotional person so or at least if you're yeah that you're in tune with it so i'm curious about everything about you darius <laughs> <laughs> tell me about your other bandmates so you yeah. do lyrics you sing you're the front person mm-hmm. um tell me about your bandmates yeah so um like in the studio i i kind of do everything like i write most of the music um sometimes i'll collab with my guitar so there's only three of us in the band mm-hmm. um I write most of the music. Sometimes me and my guitarist will collab and write together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, I'd say like maybe like a fourth of the time or a third of the time, maybe me and him, like we'll write the music and then the other two thirds, it's mostly me. But um, so like I can play like guitar, bass, vocals and all of that. So in a lot of the recordings, I'm doing the bass and some of the guitar. Cause like some of the songs we have like two or three guitars. Um, but yeah, in, in all of the recordings, I'm doing all the bass for sure. So I do vocals, bass, um, some of the uh, keys, some of the songs, and then like one of the guitars, and then my guitarist does the other two guitars um, for some of the songs. Uh, but my other, yeah, so my other bandmates, like uh, the guitarist name's Jordan, and he's a uh, super cool guy. We actually met on like Craigslist for, <laughs> I love yeah, it. for like a different band. We were doing like a metal band at the time. Okay. And so that's how we met, and we kind of just started playing this together during the pandemic. And then my bassist, um, We've been playing music together for like a while. We met just like on the local, the local Texas scene, just playing shows. And um, he just kind of, he came to one of my band's shows one time years ago and uh, we just kind of became friends that way. And he, I figured, figured out that he was a musician also. And then we started jamming and then that led to him joining my band at the time, which was like an indie band at the time. And, um, and then I just progressed to, you know, once that chapter closed in my life and I started this band, I just invited them to to join and just kind of started from there. So were they, they were clearly eager. I, I was just, I'm so fascinated by the whole process and you're going on tour this summer. How did you, you did all that yourself, I assume, made all the connections with everything. What made, okay. So being as PNW, <laughs> I like to say SoCal and PNW because I, dwelled in SoCal for so long and I'm just getting my foot footing up here. Um, how did you connect with the coffin club? Is that a secret that we can't reveal on shows like this? No, I mean, yeah, we totally can. Um, I'm an open book. So ask me anything. Same. You want. Oh, good. Yeah, no, there's no, there's no like bad questions or, or inappropriate questions for me. Um, how did I connect with the coffin club? That's a great question. I think I'm trying to remember. That's an interesting one. So I'm trying to, I think for the Coffin Club, I was like, I had contact. So we played a show in San Antonio and the booker there was like, just saying like, hey, I have connects like everywhere. Let me know if you need any help. Because I told them we're booking a, a tour. And like you said, we, I am doing it all DIY. So I'm pretty much handling all the booking because I pretty much, I manage the band essentially. Like yeah. all of the bookings and all of the, you know, finances and merch and all of that. That's like, I handle all of it. Um, so I was trying to book all the shows for the tour and uh, I needed a Portland date. And so I told him that we were still looking for Portland and he was like, Oh, I have, I know this guy up there. He books shows. He's like, he usually books for more like metal stuff, but just reach out to him and see if he can help you. So I reached out to him and he was like, Hey, um, yeah, I don't really book this genre, but reach out to so-and-so maybe they can help you. So I, I reached out to that person and then I, and they were like, Hey, sorry. Um, I don't book shows anymore, but reach out to this person. Maybe they can help you. And literally, I kid you not, it was like a line of like recommendations. And then I finally got recommended um, to Coffin Club. Um, 
And yeah, finally it led to coffee. Seriously, four recommendations in or so. And I was like kind of scared to, to contact them because, um, well, they mentioned her name and I don't know Ooh. if I should mention her name or not. Uh, Yvette? Yeah, Yvette. Yeah, I don't know if, like, <laughs> if she wants her name thrown out, but someone had mentioned like, hey, reach out to Yvette, tell them like I recommended you or whatever, something like that, if I can remember correctly. And uh, I was kind of scared to reach out only because like the date that we're going to be in Portland's on a Tuesday, I think, mm-hmm. or Monday, Monday, Tuesday. And I, and I figured like, oh, the club's not going to be open, like, or the bar's not going to be open because they're usually open, I think, on Wednesday or weekends. Yeah, and and so I was a little scared, but I was like, well, you know what? The worst I can say is no. Maybe they'll have another recommendation for me. So I reached out and she was actually super nice. And she was She's like, awesome. yeah. yeah, she was like, I mean, we're usually not open on this date, but we can make it work if we can get other bands on it. And I was like, oh, awesome. So cool. So yeah, she's been super nice. She's been nothing but helpful and, and amazing to work with. That's dope. And it's really cool that she's the one booking. It's funny. I met Yvette. I hope she doesn't mind me talking. I'm actually featuring her at some point during the year. Um, But she is the nicest fucking person. I mean, I just came up here last year. And of course, where do you go as a goth? You go to Coffin Club for Mm -hmm. your first night out. And all I had known was Derek, Shadow DJ Shadowplay, mm. and he was the one who used to book. So yeah, this is the whole thing because the, I, I'm starting to realize the pattern. <laughs> and people in PNW like keep their they kind of keep their secrets, but they're also like, but wait, we need people to show up. So it's funny, Yvette is actually super fucking nice. I had reached out to her because her boyfriend's band was someone who caught my attention, mm. and I had reached out, and she was managing that band. And I ended up going to the show. It was the night of Twin Tribes. We were, it was funny because I had this plan of going to the Coffin Club and then going to see Twin Tribes at another theater. So I, everyone, the whole scene was going back and forth all night. Not me, because I had to go to sleep. I'm tired. But um, it's really interesting. So I'm really excited. So that's a weekday show, but you're also playing in LA, I think July 16th. Can you remind me where that? venue is yeah so let me put it pull it up real quick because like, i even get lost sometimes with how many because we're playing i think we're playing 16 shows on tour Ooh. so we're playing a lot which is which is good though you know we're trying to make the most of it so in la we're playing uh july 17th and that is at the 1720 warehouse oh dude that place is dope dude, that place is i saw a picture i never heard of it and i looked up pictures and i was like dude this this venue is so cool like i love it let me tell you, I got a story for you. Just to awesome. what to expect. So you've never been there. Okay. No. Uh, speaking of three teeth, I was I, I fell in love with three teeth in 2018. And my girlfriend, um, you know, it's funny, she's an elder goth. I was like, bitch, we gotta go check out three okay. teeth. And no shit, this place, 1720 where it's like legit in Skid Row. Like it's not even Skid Row, it's just like in a shithole area of LA. And here, and my husband was like, not there. And if he would have known, he would have been like, oh, you're not going to that motherfucking show by yourself. There's absolutely no way. So here's me and my girlfriend driving through LA and the venue said, do not park at the venue unless, you know, they have like bands obviously get their parking spot, but uh, for fans, you can't park. You shouldn't park there because they're notorious for getting your car broken into. Oh and so I, I drive a Chevy Spark. It's like this big. It's bright green. has Halloween shit all over it. I'm like, fuck it. We're going to take that thing. If it's paid off, fuck it. If it gets fucked up, ugh, let's go live our lives. So here's two, you know, skanky dressed women going to see three teeth and no, i shit you not it's it is a pretty dumpy place but it was fine we get inside the lead singer alexis with basically said 
he was trashed. It was such a good night. He was like, <laughs> and he has footage of this on, on Three Teeth's website somewhere, but he said, how many of you parked your car in this neighborhood? You know, raising my hand. Yeah. Other people, a handful of people raised their hand and they were like, he was like, well, there's fucking homeless people fucking in your car right now. Welcome to District 9. And then they just went into another song. I lost my shit and oh my, my life God. has been chaos ever since. But my car didn't get broken into. Wow. What the hell? So were other people's cars broken into? No, we didn't see anything. Okay. And we weren't looking because, of course, I expected it because of all the reviews and such. But don't worry. <laughs> that was in 2018. I can't imagine. We have Portland now where everyone's like, oh, my God, it's so bad up here. Yeah. I'm like, y'all, I'm from L.A., so I don't know what you're talking about. I see this. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. So, like, I've been to Portland once. Um, and the downtown, I felt like, I, so, like, I've been to L.A. once also, but I went to, like, the touristy part. Oh, okay. I was, like, I was, like, in high school. It was very touristy. Like, I went to the touristy part, like, the Walk of Fame and all of that, Chinese theater. Um, so I didn't really feel like I've got to explore the whole city because it's so massive. But I went to Portland and I went downtown and the downtown was super like gritty, like super like, but like How I was long in ago was this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it was last year, 2020. Okay, so it was just a year ago. Okay, yeah. so what's interesting to me is again, I'm coming from LA. So when we came up to Portland and my, the whole thing is, this has been a, a thing for my family for years. I've, I actually wanted to live here, you know, since I was 16. So it was a dream come true. So when we came up through Portland, we of course heard all the struggles of what the city is going through. And I'm going again, I'm from LA and you're telling me there's a, not a police presence. I'm of course there's going to be bullshit. This is how LA was downtown LA was back in the eighties and nineties. When I was growing up, it's just a place you don't go. Yeah. Here's me at midnight, fucking middle of the night a few times in downtown Portland, just walking, having my um, social drinking cigarette parking's $3. I still feel that Portland is Okay, there was one time we did have to avoid needles, but I feel like it's still a lot better than L.A. than from what I've seen in L.A. Um, again, I guess it's shit. I mean, of course, there's a lot of problems. There is the the, the parent crisis the, uh, and the house crisis. Um, but again, it's just hard for me to compare because I L.A. So to me, it's beautiful. Um, and if you were only here a year or two ago, I don't think anything's changed. In fact, okay. people are probably saying it's a lot worse. Um, I personally have not had any issues anytime that I've been in downtown Portland, knock on wood, but I also have my big bear security guards. So no one can fuck with me. Um, <laughs> not that I'm again, worried about it, but I've always had these beautiful, pleasant experiences when I've been down there. So, and it, it to me, it's just beautiful. I find, um, city life beautiful, but I also find, you know, laying naked in the woods beautiful as well. So <laughs> it just depends. As long as I don't have to live there, I'm cool. So yeah. I, I'm sure if you need any advice, I, I got you. If you need a place to crash for that show, you can have my basement, um, full yeah, privacy. I, I tell people like other bands, <laughs> if you guys need a place to crash, because I know what the tour life is. I, yeah. I saw my friends do it last year. Um, you know, they had to rent a van from San Diego, drove all the way, did a West Coast tour. They smelled bad. I'm like, why don't you guys ask me to, you guys could have stayed with us. I would have fed you and everything. Yeah. So, well, you know, nice you. Appreciate well, that. I have a passion for artists. I want you to keep making music, um, not just for me, because it's all my pleasure, but just for the fact that I believe that 
uh, one of the biggest quotes, I think it came from Gandhi, but it was adapted by other ones, is that the world right now doesn't need more successful economic people. Mm-hmm. What we need are artists. We need teachers, healers. And I fit into all of those categories because it's what's in my heart. So I don't expect much other than just let me be at your show and let me be myself at your show and just say hi and take a picture with me. That's all I ask. I will pay for my thing is I want to support you. Yeah. Um, you made something beautiful. I resonate with your music a hundred percent. So I'm really curious of what your other bands were like. Um, <laughs> were oh, you yeah. always, were you always the front person doing all the lyrics and stuff? Were you always like the, the manager yeah. with all your other bands? Um, yeah, actually. So the only, yeah. So for this one, I was in uh, a few indie bands and yeah, I was the front man lyricist for those. And before that I was in a hardcore band mm-hmm. or deathcore actually. And yeah, frontman lyricist manager for those. Before that, a punk band, same thing. Yeah, so pretty much all my life I've been, yeah, like the lyricist, vocalist. Um, yeah. That's amazing. Much. So what, uh, a few more questions for you. So what, as far as um, your influences for Haunt Me are like The Cure? Well, I was listening to you earlier as I was doing some writing and I, I felt like I was back at Peter Hook in the Light for a little bit there. Um, I saw... Peter Hook and Light in 20 in 2018, right after Three mm-hmm. Teeth, in fact, helped me calm down <laughs> um, just slightly for that moment. But I mean, I get so much that you you convey. That's what I love about this post punk, this new post punk goth music wave yeah. because it's being done beautifully. It's being done right. Like Agreed. no insult, right? To like Susie, Peter Murphy. Like I'm not even that thrilled that Bauhaus is coming up here. I've seen him. I'm more excited to see <laughs> you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Are you kind of like a little caveat, but are you going to uh, Cruel World Fest? Okay. I have another story. Okay. I'm all, I'm all, all ears. Okay. So I actually wanted to, um, when it dropped again last year, when they were like, hey, we're doing tickets again, I signed up for that expensive ass payment plan. Yeah. Since then, I mean, I was, and I had just moved up here and I, I my husband and I were just talking like, we, I especially didn't comprehend how much it costs to move two states away. And we came from California. So it was really, really, really expensive. And here's me racking up more debts, getting on a payment plan for this Cruel World concert that's a year later. And I've seen half the bands already. So I, in the midst of a depression, I actually went and got my money back because I was like, honestly, with my newfound introvertedness I and the music festival scene, I just, I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to have more intimate experiences. So I will not be at Crow World this year. Sorry, guys. I will be eating burritos if I'm <laughs> even in town in LA for it. Are you going to go? Yeah, I'm going to go um, the second day because the first day was sold out. And okay. Um, so I'm just going to, I have, you know, general admission. So I'm going to go with a friend. Um, but I've never seen any of those because, like, obviously, like, I'm, I'm young. I'm still in my 20s. So, like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of those bands except uh, not even them. Yeah, so I, I haven't seen any of those bands live that I can remember. Wow, so you were in for it. And yeah. I'm really curious because, see, for me, I think you'll be okay. Like, for me, I'm the boy who will melt. Um, you saw when I came on, I was, like, flushed. Yeah. Um, and that was just because I was running up and down the stairs, and I'm on meds, so my stomach was hurting. So I'm like, fuck, dude. But I cannot. I'm worried about the heat and the sunshine. I'm like, how are these goths going to fucking endure an entire day two days in fact i think it's the mm-hmm. same show the next day how the fuck is this going to go down and there's so much there's like a lack of info about it not that i'm trying to dissuade anyone from going i just don't think i have the 
mental capacity and I'm too much of a stoner to do it all day. You go have all the fun. I'm just going to tell you right now, you're going to love Bauhaus. You're going to love Christian death. You're going to love, but who else is playing? Um, I can't even think about it anymore because I'm going to be upset when you guys are all there and I'm just like, fuck, I regret this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A lot of people are like, Devo's playing, Blondie, uh, Blondie, Morrissey, uh, Soft Kill. I love Soft Kill. And they're from PDX, or from Portland. How do you feel about Morrissey? Are you a fan? Uh, I'm a fan of the Smiths. I'm not a fan of him as a person and his beliefs and what he said before same um but yeah but um his music like because i know some people like once morrissey started really saying some really like you know just let's just call it dumb dumb stuff um like a lot of people stopped listening to the smiths and it ruined the smiths for them um it didn't ruin the smiths for me but i can understand if some people don't listen to them anymore because of morrissey it's Uh, hard you know and alexis mccola the Leader of Three Teeth, always he taught me that there's this thing about separating the art for the artist. It's like a, from art from the artist, it's a personal choice. It's like, dude, I grew up listening to Marilyn Manson. How am I supposed to just stop? You right. know what I mean? I don't like publicly play his stuff or anything, but if his song comes on, I'm not going to throw a fit. Yeah. Uh, he didn't ruin the Smiths for me, uh, Morris. I love the Smiths. I just yeah. don't associate him with the Smiths. Agreed, agreed. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> uh, it totally makes sense because, like, the Smiths is a band. You know, Morris is just yeah. an so. Yeah, it's like a community. Like people are like, oh, fucking Texas, fuck everybody in Texas. No, 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 no. I know some great fucking people in Texas. It's not all them. Um, You know what I mean? And then people are like, are you going to go to Texas for, I got a lot of shit from a few uh, black core content creators about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I'm a fan. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? How is a movie? Yeah. And I'm a, I'd like to consider myself an activist, but I'm like, come on. It's at one point again, the art has to convey itself somehow. I'm not going to cancel every piece of art. So, yeah, of course. And then also, another thing I like about Texas is like, so like the major cities in Texas are pretty blue, like they're pretty progressive mm-hmm. and liberal. Um, it's really the rural parts of Texas that are like red and conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, there's more rural parts than there is sit like major cities. So it's, it's a majority red state, but like Austin, San Antonio, Houston, right. and Dallas, like, those are all blue cities um, for the most part. So, yeah, That's I mean, there's I a lot of people. And in, in, there's a lot of people, like, especially Austin, which is where, like, we are based out of from, or it's where we claim, like, Austin is super, like, keep it weird. It's the same slogan as Portland. I love um, it. Yeah, there's a, a huge LGBTQ community here and an even bigger one in Dallas. And, like, we're just very, like, em- you know, we embrace everything. We embrace, embrace all the weirdos or, like, the freaks, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, there's safe places for people all over the place. It's just, it's so hard to see when the world is just piling all this shit down our throats. And it's so funny because here we are, us goss, and I, I this resonates so much as we're sitting here, sad music makes us happy. <laughs> it's yeah. just part of the art, you know, it's, it. your music, again, really makes me feel, it just, I think it's because it resonated so much. It's just a lot of feelings. I was talking to one of my girlfriends. I'm like, dude, if I had... Um, it's funny. A lot of my girlfriends, my age are all single now. Um, they have their awakening, midlife crisis, whatever you want to call it. So they're all single. I'm like, you guys have a perfect song to send to your exes. <laughs> yes, for sure. And like, that's why I'm glad I chose that as the album cover too, because I wanted it. I didn't want it to be like, Oh, this is like, you know, a song about her. I wanted it to be like, yeah, that's why I chose like that as the album cover. Cause I wanted it like for a girl to listen to it or you know a non-binary person like anyone of any gender or whatever they claim 
like identify as to be able to like relate to the song like we've all had like a shitty ex right or we've all had like a shitty relationship where we were just pissed off or uh and that's what i wanted the song to be about you know just like those initial feelings of anger and like betrayal from yeah. like a, a relationship whether romantic or not romantic um that's so dope yeah Okay, so one more. I'm sorry I keep going back and forth. It just hit me. So you're going to the Crow World Fest. Do you sleep? How, how are you going to do it? You, the, when does the tour kick off? June? Uh, the end of June, right? Towards July 9th, uh, July 9th is the first day of tour. How long is it? Is it weeks and weeks? Or? It's, it's like a like our last day of tour is like July 27th. Fuck. Like three weeks, I think. Something. And you are... and Okay, so you're doing LA. You're in... Portland two days later you're in um Seattle the next day mm -hmm. damn and then we're coming back down because we have we have uh we're coming back down because we got to make our way to Phoenix because that's where we're playing with traders um mm -hmm. so on the way back down we're probably going to play another show in either LA or San Diego that is so fucking dope so I gotta send all the San Diego cats mm -hmm. over there are you driving flying how are you how does this work for you driving fuck yeah it's gonna gas be... prices and everything i know so, dude oh, like <laughs> i i i'm sorry i didn't mean to make you sweat i'm doing no, a road okay. trip down to southern california at the end of the month and you know we were just pricing. i was like is it gonna be cheaper to fucking fly the problem is is i gotta drive around all over southern california so we're just may as well just drive but i'm like fucking shit my concern and the first thing i thought of is how are the bands going on tour that are gonna do that jason corbett of actors mentioned like great about to go on tour gas prices are fucked in america <laughs> and right. so this is where it's very very important especially for those who are listening um and watching that you guys buy the merch donate even if you can um like i said i will help where i can um, I will buy you guys, um, when at the LA show, I intend to be there. I'll buy you drink food or something. I don't know where I'm staying. Can't help you with that. But Portland, you can come to my house and sleep and I will feed you. I'm a mama. So I will feed <laughs> and you don't have to pay for anything. And you know what I mean? You don't have to pay for that part of it because I want you to keep going. I don't want the tour and the mishaps that may or may not occur and hopefully don't occur um keep you from doing this again you know i think the worst yeah. thing that i could see is being as i can feel how good haunt me is you're on to something huge here clearly Thank you. and you're just yeah. going to keep bigger getting bigger and bigger the more you get exposed so um you have to keep going you know uh despite all odds and i think you know that and you're young and you're clearly full of wisdom you got this you just need your fans to put the effort in so when there's a band camp friday you guys pay for it it's what two bucks a song sometimes ten dollars for an album um it costs as much as cost support your damn fucking artists these people heal i think you guys have more medicine more healing powers than anybody else even if the music sounds sad and low or grumpy or melancholy it's you guys have to keep going so that's what i'm here for <laughs> Um, so honestly that really really means a lot especially like uh, honestly we'll, we'll probably we'll take you up on that portland offer for sure that would please do yeah just, i um, you know i got this house you know we got this house because we have a i have a young adult um kid and i was hoping he would come live up here but he was like no i'm gonna stay in california so i have this whole basement that's just like we call it our theater <laughs> Ooh, nice. and i'm like so and my husband's like you just if your band friends need a place to crash if you have a full bathroom you have it all so 
take us up on it and I'll feed y'all. And like I said, just take a picture with me during the show or after the show. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Or by social media. Darius, you're fucking amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I can't wait to share this video. Anything else that you want to add, um, you know, to this conversation? Um, I just thank you for this opportunity to be on. Um, You're an amazing host. I love joking and laughing with you. It seems we have a lot of the same interests, which is amazing. Um, This didn't even feel like, you know what I mean? It just felt like a normal conversation between friends. It didn't even feel like anything formal, which is great. I love that. That's what I Um, do. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And yeah, I'll talk to you after the show. You can send me like what you're doing tonight because I'd love to maybe if I have the time go into that trivia. Um, But yeah, I just want to say, you know, everyone, anyone listening who is a fan uh, or who just listens to our music or likes it, you know, thank you so much for your support because um, we really have grown a lot in just a year, but like we couldn't have done any of this without you. Like I said, like, when I first started this, I just did it for fun. I just did it because I needed it for my own mental health and needed it as a creative person. I needed to just do it. And the amount it's grown and the amount of support we've gotten from the community, from DJs to bands to fans to friends, it's been uh, overwhelming and it's been tremendous. And we are beyond grateful and humble for all the opportunities we've gotten. And um, we just, we're just so appreciative and thank you. And we hope you continue to support us and we hope you continue the, to like the music that we release. Oh, absolutely. I don't think that's going to be a problem. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. Darius, stay on. Okay. (laughs) I'm just going to leave the record thing because I don't know how to stop it, but yeah, I'm cool. Um, So I'm glad you know how to do that. Sometimes people are like, bye. And I'm like, wait, I wasn't done with you yet. (laughs) It's so funny, but I'll just leave it. But we'll take off after. But yeah, that's what I do. I like, it's funny because a lot of people, I remember I did this witch last year for his book super nervous because he's so well known and all famous and shit (laughs) and it was funny because he's like you didn't ask me a lot of questions about my book i'm like no because i want to know about you i want to know what went behind all that that's the shit that i like to know i want to know how this came to be sorry i can't see um (laughs) but that's what i like is just to make sure we have fun we have a foot he's like i didn't know we were going to talk about music he loved it like we talked about chelsea wolf um that's just, I just want to make, you know, I don't want it to feel like a job for you or just like something like, fuck, dude, I have to sit here and yeah. do another fucking interview. <laughs> <laughs> I've been those. I've been on interviews where I'm like, why did you ask me this boring ass question? Do you know who I am? When are we going to talk about sex? Like, come on, what you exactly. bring me on here for? But it's, it's so much fun. But yeah, it's, my husband's going to be like, he's the one who said, why don't you bring your band friends here? And I think it started with the writers because we saw like, we were like the only fans that showed up for that show in Portland. Wow, so you don't have a fan base up here. Mm-hmm. And so I was the only one that went. Wow. And, but to me, again, it's the personal experience. I got to see part of their journey because honestly that they're don't tell anyone I said this, they're better than Calabrese. Like Ooh, it's, yeah. they're, I personally, and I'm like trying to get people to recognize their music because mm-hmm. they're a whore punk band, but they're yeah. to me, way better than Calabrese. No, for sure. Yeah, I get what you mean. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, Calabrese is super cool, but these guys have got it. So this is me just trying to make sure that people, you're going to have the exposure. Yvette already said, we were on Facebook earlier, and I had mentioned, because I put you with that poem, that you made me dust off that poem, your music. And she's yeah. like, oh, they're playing. I'm like, oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Darius told me. <laughs> So has the tour actually been announced? Am I missing something? No, like... no, it has not been announced yet. Um, okay. okay. Like I think people know, people know like we're we're gearing up for a tour. Like I've mentioned it, like okay. like we're planning a tour for July. 
but I haven't like released the, like I've created the flyer, the poster and all of that, but I haven't like released it or anything. No one knows the official dates. Um, gotcha. We're close gotcha. to being able to release it. I just wanted to secure a few more dates before we actually announce. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. So should I cut that part out or should yeah. I leave it? Is yeah, it fine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm like super stoked. My friend uh, Jackie's like, oh, she couldn't wait. I actually turned her on to you. She's like, I cannot. Mm. I didn't tell anyone but her that I was um, talking with you. She's like, fuck, I want to see that. So, um, yeah, I just, I, yeah, whatever it takes, as long as I can help, that's what I do. I just want to make sure that you keep creating. That's the biggest, biggest thing that you get the exposure you deserve. You know, yeah. I know, you know, I don't do anything but just share, but well for now, but I get it as an artist, as a writer, you know, it's hard to get, I'm trying to get connections up here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, clearly we're on the same page. <laughs> what, what made you, what made you move from like LA to Portland? the weather i okay. i hate and i feel like i've always meant to be here um like i said i wanted to go to college here uh back in the day i actually had a scholarship to um u-dub uh, not a scholarship i got accepted to u-dub but because i didn't get a scholarship and my parents it just it, it's a nightmare but it's um i've always felt like i belonged here so when i met him we were like dude we love the rain it never rains in california and as the years went on, we had to raise some kids and all that shit. And I don't know, I wasn't done with LA yet either. Like I was just starting to put myself out there with the writing and the covering. And um, he was getting frustrated. He's like, when are we going to fucking move? I'm like, I'm not ready. I'm not done with LA. But it just hit me like one day. It was like November 2021. No, 2020. Mm -hmm. November, Biden had just won the election. I felt like there was going to be relief. And I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> That was stupid, no. but it was a relief for that moment. And it rained that day. And then there's like all these ridiculous signs that kept falling into place. Like on that day, it was raining. Um, our oven broke and we were renting our house down there and the landlord was such a fucking asshole. My oven broke. And I'm like, well, great. I have to make cookies next week. Mm -hmm. And I knew my husband was going to throw a fit and blame the landlord. And I was like, let's just go buy an oven. Also, let's just fucking move. <laughs> and he was like, what? Like, really? And I'm like, yeah, let's just fucking do it. Yeah. And so we gave it about, and then like three other signs happened that day that made sure that I was on the right path. Like, it was all up to me. And so it took about six months and all of our money. <laughs> wow. All of our, we've been, so, I, I didn't realize like, again, how much it cost. And he's like, we're just going to be crawling out of the hole like this week, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's been almost a year. I haven't even been to California uh, since we moved, it's been nearly a year. So, but it was more or less, we wanted, um, it was just getting so expensive in California. And I was sick of the, I was starting to notice, especially in the Halloween and horror community, there's a lot of bullshittery. Um, mm. I don't do well with opportunists. Like, uh, if you're going to use this community, that's full of weirdos and people who are already struggling with mental health issues. I mean, we are, weird for a reason because we're, there's something wrong with all of us and we're supposed mm -hmm. to be a community but then you we, and we spend a lot of money on a lot of dumb shit and then you have the opportunist and i was getting sick of that i was getting hurt by people that you know um i was getting used a lot for my mm -hmm. fame and then my instagram my main instagram got shut down that was last year though um mm -hmm. it got disabled out of nowhere and i had built like this following and it just went away so i'm building that back up mm -hmm. but it's also a good thing because i wanted to make sure that it was um 
authentic. I care about quality versus quantity. Yeah, for um, sure. For sure. And that's funny. Like, like everybody other... asks us too about like when you're saying quality versus quantity. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people ask us like, did you guys buy your followers? Because like you have so many in such a short amount of time. I'm like, no, dude. Like if you look at the post, there's like a lot of comments. There's hundreds of comments. Hundreds. Like, yeah. You can tell when it's authentic. And that's, you know, that's one of those things I can tell. Um, that's why I was like, wow, this is fucking fascinating. The more I'm diving into you and like totally stalking, <laughs> stalking <laughs> the page and Facebook profiles. I was like, fucking shit. This is a success, success story. But yeah, we moved up here because the weather's better. It's just, and uh, honestly, I can tell you, I am so much more at peace. Mm. Um, I'm a lot calmer. I'm on this healing journey. I feel really, really good. I did have a really bad bout of depression, um, after Halloween, but coming out of that now, but it's just, I don't know. I love it up here. It's, it's just, it's amazing. and the people are fucking nice. Like yeah, people are not nice in LA. Really? <laughs> I mean, you'll see, you're going to get the performers that are like, it's all about the lights and the the show and I'm I'm about it but I'm also like but can we I don't know I just like to project what I love is all I'm doing is sharing it so yeah. it makes sense for other people but exactly. it's it's really funny so it's so you got accused of buying followers No not accused of it um or just oh, asked Yeah just asked I forgot who it was oh it was like it was the the talent buyer for this like the only goth venue in Austin essentially oh okay yeah there's a lot of like there's a lot of like uh bars and like music venue there's there's tons of them in austin but there's only like one legit like goth one and the talent buyer was like hey so like how do you have so many how have you guys like just started and you already have so many like instagram followers did you buy them and i'm like no <laughs> I, was like, you can, I was like you can tell he's like because it's okay if you bought them and i was like no we don't buy our followers i was like you can go and look at the comments on every post and you can see it's like actual like people the uh, the authenticity and yeah i leave all the insights and stats to him i mean sometimes of course it's like fun to go oh shit oh, a blog i wrote got like all that oh, people read my shit i couldn't believe it so i mean i get that it like kind of fuels your um if you it kind of motivates you a little bit more but i usually try not to care i'm going to share the link for tonight with you okay um it's an lgbtq um band it's called pretty frankenstein uh I'm talking to Star or Grace Star, the singer who's actually in transition right now, like just mm. started transition and she's super open about it. Um, so they've launched a GoFundMe today to record their album. And I was surprised. It's like a goal of 2000. So I was like, is that all? Like nothing. Yeah. I can't say that's all. I wish I could just give them that. But um, so she, it was interesting because she did a GoFundMe instead of like a typical Kickstarter, like, hmm what not are you did you sell vinyls i'm sorry i didn't like look all the way through the merch oh, no, no. yeah no so we just started a uh like, i think a couple days ago we started a vinyl pre-order so cassette okay. pre-order vinyl pre-order and cd pre-order the vinyl should be done by like the end of this week uh okay. so then we'll be able to ship them out but yeah that's the first pressing and i know i don't know if like if you're a collector of vinyl or if you're really into vinyl or anything i try um i i broke my record player when we moved no. so i haven't even bought i i have to buy so many especially from the uh so i figured i'll do that at shows but in the meantime i'm like i could do shirts right yeah. i'll have a new record player by the time you know well actually that's on my list for the spring i need a i need a new record player so i can play vinyl but i do have a stack i don't even i haven't even looked at it because 
I can't remember. I just know that I have um, disintegration. I have all of the cramps. I have mm. Joy Division, Sisters of Mercy. I'm still holding. I got to get um, some girls wander by mistake. Um, I try to collect as much of the old stuff as I can, but I also have like horror movie soundtracks because the art isn't fucking amazing. Yeah. A fucking amazing. Um, and then I have all my, I have this list of indie bands that I need to buy vinyls for. Oh, and one more thing. I love surf music. I was yeah. like totally into that last year. I was like helping altered state of reverb, like promote a bunch of spooky, mm. um, spooky surf bands too so, Dang, yeah so i'm really into like i love um everything but country everything but country yeah i feel like every i like country is like nails on a chalkboard to me i fucking hate i was like my husband's like what if darius has a twang are you gonna be able to talk to him i'm like because no. <laughs> i'm from texas <laughs> he's yeah. been watching a lot of yellowstone so i'm like mm. i can't get into it so i'm like because the twangs i'm like i can't I hate, I've always hated country and I'm black. So exactly. I'm, not I'm not that kind of black that likes like, you know, um, yeah. I'm not Darius Rucker or any shit like that, but um, anything yeah. but country, like I cannot, it's just fucking irritating to me. <laughs> it, it, it was that way. I've been that way my whole life. I'll do jazz, classical, I'll do anything but country. But yeah. yeah, the spooky surf music was a lot of fun. I was I promoted um, a few bands last year that were like spooky surf, Whoa, <laughs> and I'm doing a whole. Um, oh, you're gonna be in LA. Maybe you could come to this event if you don't want any sleep. There's a tiki noir um, thing happening at the Globe the day before. Is it the same day or is it the day before? I'll send you the link for that. But um, my friend does these excellent shows, and she. Um, it's like vendors, you know, like spooky vendors, but it's a tiki noir. So it's like horror tiki. So I'm like, fuck yes. That's mm -hmm. why I'm going down there is for yeah. that. And I noticed that you were playing too. So I was like, double. Double. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Send me the link. I'd love to like check it yeah. out. If possible. So much fun. And you have, and you don't need to sleep, you know, you don't yeah, sleep with this, you know, well, you work. Energies for. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking awesome, Darius. Um, <laughs> This was great. I hope I didn't take up too much of your time. No, 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 no. I'm off today, so it's all good. It's all just perfect. What a day to have off. I know, right? Monday, thank God. But like, right? wait, what were your three favorite uh, horror movies? Mine? Okay, so mine change depending on the time of the year. <laughs> but it's always going to be Halloween, 78. Always Halloween. I usually switch between um, American Werewolf in London and Trick or Treat. the Because that movie just set off my love for indie yeah i'm indie everything horror movies too i love to help promote those as well but um terrifier became a favorite mm. the art the clown yeah i've seen that i've never seen the movie but i've seen the image yeah. you've got to see this fucking movie Dang. like it is sick mm -hmm. and they're making another one we're just waiting for it to come. i interviewed the the guy who plays art the clown um super fucking awesome this is what i love about our community is that you get all these like famous people who are willing to talk to you <laughs> we yeah. can't get that in any other genre <laughs> i was gonna say you interviewed the interview with the, um what we do in the shadows right yes Harvey? How did you, how did you manage that? When you told me that, I was like, that's amazing. I love that. Guy. Oh my God. And that's how I get people to like, take me seriously. Um, so what happened was, is um, the lady I told you about who's doing the Tiki Noir, she mm -hmm. is, she 
she was such a fascinating human being and I'd, I'd love to introduce you to her. Um, she'd love your, I know she'll love your music too. Um, but she started doing her own like convention type shows. And I was there to promote it for another company at the time that I was actually writing for and doing social media for it. And I went to her event and I just kind of like with you, it just was like this. Like mm. I walked in, they were playing, um, I don't know if I say this band's name right. It's T-R-S-T or is it Trust? I can't get it right. Do you know who oh, I'm talking about? Yeah, TRST. I say TRST, but it is Trust, I guess. Yeah. Is it Trust or is it T-R-S-T? It's Trust. Okay. Yeah. It's Trust. Okay. <laughs> so don't tell anyone I didn't no, know that because I've been afraid to ask. I'm comfortable with you. But um, they were playing Trust. Um, they had one of the DJs from Bar Sinister before I stopped. I boy I actually boycotted Bar, Bar Sinister. Um, that's when I had to cancel. But um, so then it was that it was just the ambience. And we ended up becoming fucking really close friends. And she puts on these amazing unique shows and they're very personal um they're not one show is the same they're all different and she's just growing and growing so then uh when the pandemic hit she uh wanted to do a virtual convention no one had done it yet and people all over the community horror community were talking about it because the la horror community is is something else like it's okay. next level i couldn't tell you the people that i've been in their presence and said hi to i couldn't i couldn't i could give you a list and i still don't believe it myself like i still freak mm. out uh people who i've lynn shay was one oh my god just so many amazing people because of the halloween and horror community yeah. so everyone was talking about how are we going to do these conventions she was like she didn't even like think about it she just wrote a list and made this thing happen well she has some excellent fucking connections because all she did was pay for an imdb um profile and hit up harvey's agent she's like i'm not gonna interview harvey michelle you're gonna interview harvey and i'm going are you fucking kidding me and like she didn't even have to i mean it's clearly i'm gonna do it but yeah. she she was able to put it together so a lot of people ask and i don't like to give my source away but again i i feel really comfortable with you so um she hooked it up so i've actually considered her kind of like my uh unofficial agent yeah. when I need someone famous. Like I haven't done anyone um, like that level since. No, I have. Um, like last year I didn't though, because I was moving. So I did, a, I was, my, my work was real spotty because mm -hmm. of the move. Um, and then depression just hit me and all that shit, but I'm ready to go again. So I'm like, she's like, whenever you're ready, I'm like, who is it next? But she's helped me put me in front of some amazing people. I've interviewed Clive Barker, um that never got out unfortunately because i was doing it for another company uh but the harvey thing was i mean I, and i can't tell you how uh, i'm nervous today wow. that was and i couldn't you know i didn't want to drink or smoke or anything before him because this oh, yeah. is like <laughs> yeah. Mess it up. yeah but the thing about harvey is he to this day will still respond to my direct messages no like way. i can still talk to harvey on a personal yeah. level like, amazing. that is so <laughs> amazing yeah. yeah it's super cool so that was i have a lot of good connections is what i could say and it's just i have a lot of good i have a lot of good friends and i have a lot of good connections um lost a lot of them too but that's because i i have um i don't want to say morals because i'm kind of a disgusting person at times 
Um, yeah. Like I'm rude. I'm not nice sometimes, but I have, um, I have really good people in my life, but I had to get rid of some people that I, you know, couldn't keep around because they could put me in front of other people. I couldn't do it anymore, yeah. but I'll do it again, but I have her. So <laughs> that's amazing. That is such a cool opportunity. Is it on yeah. YouTube? Cause I would love to watch that. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you a link for that one. Babe, where's the Harvey interview? Is that in my YouTube somewhere? Like it got lost in the files. Okay. I'll, I'll scroll through it. I'll send you that one too. Okay. Um, but how's Peyton? Are they in a mood? No. Okay, good. So I have to be prepared. I have teenagers and I'm like, they think I'm the <laughs> lamest person in the world. Really? I breathe wrong and they're talking shit. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just, it's been incredible, but I don't know. I like doing um, who I've interviewed that guy. Who else have I interviewed? That's super cool. Besides Darius. <laughs> oh, I've, a lot of indie horror directors. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people in the community that I admired uh, that I wanted to help, you know, I don't know why people like me. It's really strange. There's like yeah. people who I, like, right? I don't you're know why. I think no, I'm you're very, just very kind and you're very welcoming. You know, you, there's, yeah. you have this energy about you. You're very warm. Which is great. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> That's what like when people actually say yes to talking to me, I make sure you like me. Who? Yeah, I got David. Um, the guy who made Cherokee Creek was a lot of fun. Yeah, just scroll through my stuff. Jason from the actors. Um, I'm trying to think of all my musician friends that I've ended up. Actors was a big deal for me last year. They got me through a lot of shit. Them and John Twin Tribes. John Massari, the the composer of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I think he was oh, more wow. interested in my kids though. <laughs> he like made my kids get into that interview it's like okay it's crazy and then, then it was weird because i was like oh he's so like family friendly but then he subscribed to my only fans later on <laughs> oh. and my was yeah. like that's weird but hey as long as he's paying yeah he's right money <laughs> right you can't accuse him of not being supportive right right <laughs> Oh, dude. Um, are you familiar with Dread Central at all? Dread Central? No. No, Dread. Okay, so they're pretty, they're big, but they're not big. They produce, they actually produced, um, put out Terrifier. Mm. Um, so it's a production company. I interviewed their stoner host. He doesn't do it anymore because he had a kid and he thought that he needed to like get clean or something. Mm. He's like all serious now. I'm like, oh, uh. <laughs> uh, we did a really cool 420 episode, but he was one. Um, but then there's people who I've been in presence with where I've just, I didn't do an interview or I just talked like uh, Lynn Shay, um, Ryan Turek. He's actually one of the producers on Halloween Kills, this whole mm. trilogy. Yeah. And I've been a fan of his for a long time because he's huge. Uh, Rebecca McKendry, a lot of the behind the scenes horror big shots. Um, I don't know if you've heard of a movie called Tales of Halloween. No. No? Okay. See, in the, I'm more into the indie stuff, but yeah, 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 I just, I couldn't tell you the people. I, Rob Zombie? <laughs> you interviewed Rob Zombie? I didn't. You know what happened was, um, I never thought I would ever, and I was too starstruck to ask questions. And I think I've heard that he's a complete fucking asshole to talk to mm -hmm. from other like press people. I hate being considered press. But sometimes it gets me into cool stuff. So yeah. I use what I can. But he, uh, we were at the Viper Room. We were there for uh, Ash Costello's Haxons. You, you, aren't you playing with them? We just played with Haxons, yeah. Yeah, you played with them. So we were there for the Haxons show and Dos Feratsu. Dos Feratsu are really good friends of yeah. mine. 
Um, do, are you familiar with them? No, I like the name though. That's funny. Oh, okay. I'll send you their thing, but the two of them. Okay. We're, we're recording, but I can trust Darius. I have this really good feeling. Um, he, Dave Klein recording. Dave Klein is a pro music producer. He was also part of the ghastly, the ghastly ones, mm -hmm. a band member from the ghastly ones. So he's part of those Paratu. And then there's, uh, Jason Lee, tiki guitar player who's a big shot uh for discovery channel but he's also a musician so i got to go i met them that night and then uh we're really good friends and dos frachos is like a project and they're they don't reveal their identity so oh, don't, okay. yeah so don't when you if you ever connect with them because <laughs> no i know jason is really into the goth scene right now so mm. i'm like fuck he's gonna meet all my um goth friends so <laughs> then um so we're at the Viper Room. It was the Haxons and Dos Feratu. The Dos Feratu opened for Haxons. And in between, we went outside to smoke cigarettes. And lo and fucking behold, because who's Ash Costello's godfather? <laughs> Here comes fucking... And we were talking shit about Rob Zombie six hours before we were making tamales. Oh. And to all our friends, making tamales, talking shit about Rob Zombie. And he fucking walks in, into the Viper Room. And I'm like... And here's anytime I get nervous in person, I touch. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I remember looking at my other musician friend, Sammy, and I was like, it was just fucking Rob Zombie, just fucking what? What the fuck? So we're all losing our shit. We go outside, we're going crazy. Why does this fucker walk out, him and Sherry and John Five walk out right past us, and we did it again. We're all, and then we legit followed him into this hotel next door. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they, we just walked in. We were like, fuck it. We're just, what's he going to say? No, fuck off. What's the big deal? Yeah. He was so nice to us. Really? And he said, him and Sherry, and he like, I had to push my way in to get next to him. But they took pictures with us. It was so fucking awesome. Even my husband, who doesn't talk, he's very, uh, he's not like me. He's like, cool job. I'm not impressed by it. He loves Rob Zombie, though. So he was like, even took, like, shook his hand and was shaking. Yeah. Um, but the, it was just one of those chance happenings. And then uh, it was it was crazy. He took pictures with Sherry, John Five. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> like, yeah, I love his remake of Halloween. Like, the first oh, it's one so good. Was so good. I love that one. The so second one, good. I didn't like the second one, but the first one was really good. Yeah, the second one was trash. He didn't even want to make that. I just mm -hmm. had a, a discussion. My friend um, Jackson um, and I do these horror chats, these lives where we just bullshit about, we just did remakes and we're huge fans of, like we were like, remakes usually make me vomit, but that yeah. was one that worked so well. It's one of my favorite Halloweens. Yes. Because oh, he, he did so good. And I yeah. like some of his movies. He's just one of those artists. You're like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> his movies are very gritty. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, he, he loves Texas. <laughs> he does. He does. It's so much fun. But yeah, I've done a lot of cool shit. And I figured you would too. You're the musician. You've been here. You've said yeah. you've been to the PNW before. I have been to the PNW before. So you said uh, just traveled through Portland or what was it for? Just vacation. Yeah, I'd always wanted to, kind of like you were saying, I'd always wanted to live in Portland because mm. of like when I, since I was young, like places and like Portlandia, you know, I love that show. Uh, but <laughs> Um, yeah, so I just wanted to go and visit. So I visited Seattle for a couple of days, and then I went to Portland for a couple of days. Seattle's amazing. It's so beautiful. Seattle. We actually wanted to move into the Seattle area, actually even north. Um, but 
our one of our kids that actually had to move with us because he's still legally our responsibility. <laughs> he was like freaking out because we had said, oh, we're going to move to Oregon. My non-binary kid was like packing their bags immediately. Like, let's go. I'm done with this fucking. We lived in the shit ass red ass fucking suburban town in Southern California oh, wow. and they were having a hard time. Yeah. Cause I've, my kids are weird. Like me, probably even weirder. Awesome. Um, but he, when we told him where we were going to move to Oregon, he, he had his head set on Oregon. Like it's going to be Oregon. So when we start looking at houses, like on in Vancouver, which is just on the other side of the line, <laughs> like, <laughs> I have the coolest fucking drive. I'm like, Hey, I live in uh, Vancouver, cross the bridge. I get tax-free shopping in um, in That's Oregon. Cool. I'm like right there. It's yep. it's beautiful. So we couldn't move up further north because he would have been, it would have just been harder to deal with him. Mm. So we were like, we'll just do Vancouver and we'll make our way. We're like, we're not going to stay in Vancouver forever. We're kind of just waiting for that one to get through high school. He's almost done. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll move further north. Um, you know, cause I want to write books and shit too. This is like the most beautiful place to write. Like the, there's inspiration everywhere. Agreed. You know, there's chamomile growing in like fucking rest stop lawns. I couldn't get over it. We have no nature in, in Southern California. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sh man, it's even worse in Texas. Have you ever been to Texas? No, I don't want to. I mean, I want to go to like Texas Frightmare. <laughs> but that's, yeah. I, I'm like, I've never had, I, and there's like really cool people. So I'm like, so what are we going to do? And what's, and it's so big. I don't know where I'm supposed to go if I were ever to go to Texas. So the only landing point is Texas Frightmare. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, like, um, the food is really good in Texas. I'll say that. Oh, I'm sure. Really, really good. Barbecue. I'm, and... I'm going to get fat. Er. <laughs> if you come back talking with a fucking nope. accent, though. He's, you're right. Tex-Mex is good. Can't hear you fully. Can't you're on mute. Me through her camera a little bit. There you go. Tex-Mex. <laughs> no, that's, right. it's not okay. like, new, oh, duh, Albuquerque. Um. <laughs> so what else did you do in portland how long did you stay um i think we were in portland for like six days oh, um, yeah. we kind of explored the whole city um let me try to remember what we did we went to all like the neighborhoods we went to some bars in this like i forgot what the neighborhood's called it's like get back you could come in honey uh it's like by like this ice cream shop that everybody's obsessed with but i didn't really like it that much the ice cream shop. near salt and straw in there the alberta go. district yeah oh, the alberta district yeah, Alberta District. There you go. Yeah. That place is cool. I, place I, is cool. Yeah. I just ate there. I had some, I got trashed on mimosas at one of those places a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it here. What did you you didn't get to go to Astoria though, huh? Uh no, I did not. I didn't even get to go to Coffin Club because I didn't know about it at the time. Oh, that's so funny. A lot of people said that. They're like, I'm like, how did you guys not know about Coffin Club? And they're like, oh. Yeah, I just <laughs> And the coolest part is, is when we went, I haven't been since, um, when did this last time? It was last summer. I haven't been since, but um, they expanded it. It's like bigger now, but I haven't been. Like we're supposed to go, we're going to go see Vision Video on the 25th there. And I know Yvette's been trying to get me to come. They part, I, I'd love to come party with them. But at the same time, I don't know. I've been in this introverted state, but now I feel like spring's coming. I need to go out more. So we're yeah. going dancing for sure on the 25th and then we're going to Southern California. Look, he's all mad. <laughs> <laughs> I won't get that trashed. We have to drive the next day. <laughs> Darius is driving the band. 
they're driving for their tour. Yeah. Oh, I know. That, that's a brutal drive from Texas. A very brutal drive. Look, just getting out of Texas is like nine hours, 10 hours. It's very long. It's like California. So, so you're on the east side of Texas. We're on uh, south. Look at your face. Are you high? So. Yeah, we're we're like San Antonio area, Austin. Okay. Uh, so like Austin, San Antonio. Yeah. Um, well, I opened our home to haunt me. So yeah, to help cool. offset some costs, like. Yeah, that's a that's a brutal drive. Agreed. No, you you going you going out the ten and then coming up the five or is that I, I don't even know. Like I when we're going like uh well what we're going like the first show we're playing on tour, obviously the Texas cities, but once we get out of Texas, um we're playing Denver, Colorado. Oh, so you're gonna go across the seventy. Yeah. Ooh. Is that brutal? No, it's that's just real straight, doesn't have a whole lot of curves. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I mean, Texas, your your highways are the same, like right, long exactly. and straight. Not much to see unless you're in a city. Where the <laughs> fuck? When did you go to Texas, babe? I've flown over <laughs> Texas enough to know topography. There isn't a whole lot there. It's a you lot of I'm open saying? space. I'm the creative. He's like, I'm gonna map this trip. Well, I have I have a question then because okay, so we're driving. Once we play San Diego, we're playing LA, so we're going up, you know, and then from from our last show in uh, California will be Oakland, and then from okay. Oakland we'll go up to Portland and Seattle. Is that like a pretty safe drive? Because I remember, when- yeah, just take the five, stay on the five. Uh, you're not going to be in the winter, so yeah, it, it's going to be a really easy drive. Real for easy. You. There's yeah. like one. Um, there's like this mountain range. It's like shortly after you get into Oregon it for me, for him, it was no big deal, but for me, it's like super fucking steep. It's coming into like, I call it Coraline land. Cause that's where the movie was based out of yeah. Ashland. So when you're approaching Ashland, just know you're going to hit a couple of really steep downgrades. Other than that, it's, there's a, it's, it's so fucking pretty. Yeah. yeah. So pretty. And, and the other thing when you're driving through Oregon, Mind your speed a little bit because they don't they don't play around down there and their speeds are definitely not Texas speeds, definitely not or not Arizona or New Mer- Mexico or any of those desert states. They're they're like 50 miles an hour. Also, so. southern Oregon is racist as fuck. So if you're if all of you are brown, just be careful. Yeah, we're all Hispanic. And, yeah. <laughs> just it's super racist like there was one time we stopped through i almost thought oh shit did we make a mistake like should we be moving up here so we just kept going no like because we would have we were looking at like places in southern oregon too yeah um but it's it's we were driving up i was like um what the fuck did i end up in fucking arkansas like what is this i mean it's a beautiful drive but you'll see typical you typical shit but just yeah yeah how is it now where you live? Is it like racist? Like kind of. New Vancouver is. It's Port- progressive. There, it's for the people in Portland say it's like Van Tucky. They think it's like rural and shit. And there's some rural parts, but I will shit you not. I hang out in like I like the downtown area. It's up and coming. Liberal as fuck, and Portland's not racist at all. To Mm-mm. me, the white people are still out there fucking up their own city for Black Lives Matter. And right, racial right. injustice. So I'm like, all right. 
I have not experienced, I mean, I'm still afraid to go places without him. Like I use his white whiteness for everything because I don't know. So I make him go scope it all out. Like if there's a place where I'm like, oh, we just went to the beach the other day. It's like an hour and a half drive. And um, I was like, I want some tea. Go stop at one of these like cool lodges. But yeah. I have to send him in to go scout. And I asked, do you think I'd be okay? And he's like, nope. <laughs> he yeah. came out with the tea and I was like, yes, I'm not going in. <laughs> yeah. It, but, but like our, where we live, Vancouver to me from, we've been here almost a year. I've not experienced any bullshit. Um, and depending on I've, my mood, I just go and do what I want, you know, full fro. I put on my wig for today, but full fro. Um, and then on top of it too, when I was looking at the demographics, cause I didn't want to move into another fucking white town like we did in, um, Southern California. Mm. Um, it, it's sad. There was a less people of color than what I've actually seen. And I'm like, oh, y'all are slick. I see what you did. Because yeah. the census doesn't, um, people of color don't fill out censuses. Typically, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, but it's funny because like, my dad is like, fucking thinks we live in Alaska. And he's like, is there any white people or black people up there? Whereas we go to like Lake Tahoe's kids and we count black people. You know, to see if there's black people up there. I'm like, Dad, seriously, there's more black folks here than when we lived in Rancho Cucamonga. So I, and there's definitely more um, brown people. There's more indigenous. Yes. So I love, love it here. The, the only downfall and negative right thing that I, I can say on the food front here is uh, it's very Mexican food is not mexican food it is like oh it is God. the whitest shit i have ever eaten in my life <laughs> and that's pretty white from coming yeah. from him yeah there's salsa is like ketchup with a little bit of black pepper sprinkled in that salsa <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, where's the habanero? Where's the chilies? Like, can't find El Pastor up here for shit. Oh yeah, El Pastor doesn't exist in the stores here. Even even in the little carnicerias, like, it, people it, know what it is. It it's a a, a Mexican-owned establishment, but like they. Don't make it the same way we made it down in SoCal, and I'm sure you guys make it pretty damn good in Texas too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. Like even I mean, even the Mexican food between California and Texas is different. You know, like Mex mm -hmm. and then California Mexican food, very different. Right. Oh yeah, it's totally different, but there yeah, is some crossover similarities. Between, like the heat levels are probably pretty comparable between the two. Definitely. Where, up here, it's like nothing <laughs> yeah and i'm sure you guys still have like the basic stuff like fajitas and you know enchiladas and stuff like that right i right. make it i yeah, yeah we make it all <laughs> oh awesome i cook awesome. a lot because especially my hispanic food because i'm like y'all fuck it up i'm sorry y'all ain't doing it right up here yeah. yeah i i grew up i grew up in a mexican family so yeah like, I, I know how to make it so yeah. did i so i was like yep this isn't working we're cooking <laughs> you know what was funny when i was in seattle we were eating at a restaurant and uh i like they asked what i wanted to drink and i asked for sweet tea and they looked at me so weird they're like yeah. well, we have tea <laughs> they were like yeah. we're yeah, offended yeah. we're vegan <laughs> yeah yeah and and i would think because there is some like southern influence up here to a certain degree like there's nothing i would think that sweet tea would be on the menus Right. Well, the barbecue places, yeah. you know, like, 
You gotta go to the black folks place though to get the good mm. stuff. <laughs> Although Seattle is kind of uh, trendy. Maybe if you were a little backwoodsy, you might find sweet tea on the yeah. menu. I don't know. I we'll figure it out as we. I don't know. It's just yeah. I love discovering art every day, like finding all these new places every fucking day, especially when it comes to the food. Like we had a latke is Jewish food and a food cart. I'm like, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's so neat here. I love it. And everyone's like, well, you're from LA. I'm like, yeah, but you guys don't understand. It's like it's a lie. Like. <laughs> The gritty. Oh, babe, he's um. They're performing at the 1720 in LA. You get to go finally. Okay. <laughs> oh man. He's looking. He's like, oh shit. Yeah, now I'm scared after that story you told me. <laughs> <laughs> They'll take care of the band, and the, the the venue is super nice. I was like, what the fuck did I? The fanciest bathrooms I've ever seen. Like, Whoa. what the shit? And the drinks were delish. Uh, but it's a super nice venue. It's just like in a weird spot, and it's kind of like near USC, and it's like under a freeway. So we didn't have any issues, but um. The venue itself, just look at it. See, I'll look at the venue too later. I wonder if anything's changed. It's so funny, but they'll take care of you guys. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm so like the weird, the thing I found so weird about it is that like on Instagram, if you go to their Instagram, it's private. So like you have to request them and they have to approve you. I mean, they approve That's you, new. but it's so weird. Like I've never seen a public venue like private. That's really interesting. Huh? Yeah. That's like, really like, fucking strange. I, I followed them on my old account. I don't, the one that got disabled but um let me try that one did you ever figure That's out why your account got disabled oh my god no it was i honestly think what happened it was um it was right as zuckerberg um was getting all that shit when that whistleblower came out mm -hmm. and i was i was posting a lot because it was fucking near halloween what do you want michelle halloween so i was posting a lot and i was doing all these shows and I was in the middle of, at first I thought it was because I posted something um, because I was doing a panel with uh, talking about OnlyFans, but it was called OnlyFangs. And it was with another um, uh, horror, uh, uh, sex worker content creator, she, person of color. So we were doing this whole panel and I was sitting there using that repost app to repost what they had posted. I'd already posted during the day and that repost app started glitching. And then I got logged out and they flat out refused. Like I couldn't even like request um, a password and everything. So all of them, they, they wouldn't even listen. Like as soon as I sent the email, like, hello, there's a problem. The reply that came back was your account was disabled. And it was probably because I violated some community standards. And I sent emails. There's no one to call. I asked for advice. And then I was like, you know what? fuck this. I took it as a sign. Like, do I want to start? Or it was kind of stagnant too. My, my account was kind of getting stagnant, but, um, it was also messy and I wasn't focusing on, um, like writing and doing features. I was just mm -hmm. kind of like fucking around, but, um, I was doing a lot of shows that weren't mine. So I wanted to promote that, but they, I never got a response. I found out later through one of my friends um, who had hers disabled on accident as well. Cause at first I thought it was because, you know, what I was posting and who I am, it's really hard being a woman, a, a, a plus size 
person of woman of color who's weird yeah. to get uh, visibility as it is. So I thought it was like something like that. They were trying to hinder me. I honestly think it was that repost app. Don't use any of those reposts or regrams or any of that stuff. Don't yeah. do it. Just okay. take the time. Don't do it because it'll fuck up your shit. Um, but I think that's what happened because when an account is disabled like mine is, they just delete it. And like, it was just Michelle Halloween. It doesn't even exist anymore. Now you have to put in Michelle Halloween mm. every season. It's, it's insane. So oh, I don't know wow. what happened. And they're not going to talk to me. So it's like really important. Like I tell other like um, content creators, like you guys get your own website. Cause I'm fucking sick of social media. I mean, yeah. I, it works. I've, I have made so many connections that way, but I just feel like it's going to end up fizzling out by 2025. Like we're going to have some other means of socializing. <laughs> no, definitely. I think you're probably right. Like that's the kind of, I mean like TikTok blew up kind of recently, right? Like last, has it been a year already? Mm -hmm. um, that's really good therapy is TikTok. I love <laughs> Yeah, like he goes and picks up the kid. I get high. That's my like on TikTok, <laughs> laughing my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> like so many, but like also, have you noticed like so many bands have gotten big from TikTok? Mm -hmm. like, TikTok videos, mm -hmm. like Doma Also, yeah, just be careful because it it seems like TikTok too has the same issue. Is they um, there's people getting shut down for stupidest thing, the dumbest things, like a candle, purgatory candle just got shut down or a post removed or something because of a too graphic of a candle. Are you fucking kidding me? It's oh, a wow. candle. So you just have to be careful. Um, definitely read through the standards, even though I still think they're going to find a way to fuck you over at some point. You're but right. it just do, just do take the extra time and just make your own post. Don't like do a lot of links to your pages. Mm -hmm. Um, just to avoid a headache, because even if say you got disabled with your following, you'd get it back. Um, you have to, you have the following to get it back. You see what I'm saying? Like the, the following is who got uh, Manku Gills back. My, my other friend, um, she has a huge following. So they, she just had to have her fans submit like these settings and people offered to do that for me, but I was like, I don't care. I'm just going to start over. Cause I needed to clean house anyway. And I feel yeah. bad on following people, even though we don't connect. So, cause I feel like I'm be being an asshole. So it was actually a good thing for me. And what's funny is all the right people came back right away. You know what I mean? Like everyone who I needed and who I've been there for, everyone came back. So my following, I can legit say is 90% quality, even though I don't have near as much as I had before. And I'm okay with that. And it gives me time to like weed out people and I can choose who I want to follow. And right. Yeah, I'm done recording. I didn't know how to stop it and I didn't want to hang up. So.